eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's C. Sparky Fiverr, 1250 AM. The Fag. Follow me on Twitter at Sparky Radio. Ryan Horvath uh, had his computer crap out on him. So he is on the phone this week. You follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Check him out. Weeknights, uh, Bet MGM tonight with Trista Crick and Nick Ashu. Plus, check him out Saturday mornings, 9 Eastern, 8 Central on all of your BetQL radio affiliates uh, as he takes you uh, tailgate to kick off on all the big college games for the weekend. Gives you his advice, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. Uh, all that fun stuff locally in the Milwaukee area. You can listen to that at 8 a.m. on 12:50 a.m. Central uh, on Saturday mornings. Uh, Horvat, I, I want to go over some of these Devontae Adams comments ahead of the Packer Raider game. He talked uh, uh, with some people. I got this from the Match Nyman piece uh, in the Athletic. Some of the quotes that he had. Uh, Adams said, "We ended in a good place." Talking about the Packers. I still not frequently, but I still speak to the front office guys over there. I checked in on Matt LaFleur in the offseason, hit him up on his birthday. All the coaches over there, I love the ones that are still there. The players, obviously, they understood the situation as well, so it wasn't some big, crazy breakup that people thought it was. Obviously, it felt like just because everything seemed good a week ago, and then obviously I was gone, but a lot of love and respect, mutual love and respect between the Packers and I. Uh, are you surprised uh, that all is good between Devontae Adams and the Packers? No, not at all, because I think they did right by him, right? They traded him where he wanted to go. He wanted to go back home. He always wanted to play for the Raiders. He wanted to be closer to his family. He wanted his family to see him play ball. And uh, he, you know, I, he probably felt a little disrespected because he wanted to be the highest paid wide receiver a year prior. Didn't get that done. But I think he also probably is a realist and understands the business, right? That, he was approaching 30 years old that the Packers didn't really know the future of Aaron Rodgers, And it was kind of, it wasn't time to move on, but like they weren't going to do that deal. I think they should have done the deal, but yeah, that doesn't surprise me, especially like him saying that he has a good relationship still with the coaching staff, because, you know, I think like with Florin Rogers still have a good relationship as well. I never thought that there was any beef there. Uh, and Devante was always the perfect teammate. Talked about this a little bit last night on our show, you know, like, 
Devontae Adams, man, I don't think anybody in the league's worked harder than Devontae Adams. Remember when he came into the league, he's completely changed his body every year. He puts on a little bit more muscle. You had people calling for his head year one, year two, because he had problems with drops. Worked harder. Now he's become one of the best wide receivers, if not the best wide receiver in the league. So that doesn't surprise me. I think Devontae's a class act. And uh, that's why I felt so bad for him last year. You know, when like that, like, tailspin was happening where he was losing games he pushed the cameraman and there was all that stuff happening because that's not Devante. that's not his character he's a class act yeah no doubt about it and you know the other thing too about this with Devonte adams uh, is what he could have meant to jordan love had he stayed here how much further along would jordan love's progress have been at this point ryan yeah and like that's what we talk about you know because jordan love you know, this year is all about evaluating Jordan Love. And next year is all about evaluating Jordan Love, seeing, you know, what you want to do with that contract. Is he your quarterback of the future? And, you know, we like the pieces. We like Christian Watson, except he's never really healthy. We like Romeo Dobbs, you know, but he's young. We like uh, Jaden Reed. He's having a ridiculous rookie season, you know, for the snaps that he's played. But, yeah, I mean, you want to evaluate your young quarterback with weapons around him. You know, one of the better receivers in the league with his all pro offensive linemen. So, you know, Jordan Love, I keep joking, not really joking, but saying like he's almost been set up for failure here uh, the last couple of weeks. But yeah, I mean, you would have really done with Devontae Adams because the one thing about Devontae too, Sparky, it doesn't matter who his quarterback is, right? Aiden O'Connell last week, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr on a down year, Brett Hundley that one year when nobody else performed except for Devontae Adams, that's how good he is. So you would have loved to see him play with Jordan Love. You would have loved that for a young quarterback. Devontae Adams went on to talk about how the whole thing ended. He said, it, a quote, it was obviously a lot of limbo with Aaron in his situation, deciding what his future yeah. was going to be like playing football, let alone on that team. So it wasn't really a risk that I could take at the time, talking about staying in Green Bay long-term, and it was a decision that had to be made, Adams said. But had they made the correct offer or submitted something like they did right before I left, that I would have 100% been there for another year. And then we would obviously see what happened had it moved forward. But at least for that upcoming season, I would say, yes, I would have been there. Now, see, to me, I don't know how you read that. To me, that's okay. I would have signed the contract, played one year. And then if I didn't like what I was seeing with Jordan Love, I was going to demand a trade to the Raiders. That's how it comes across to me. I don't know how it comes across to you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Same, same. And I also like, don't blame Devante though. You know, I mean, I move away from home all the time and I, you know, these like, here's the other thing that people don't understand with these guys. Yeah. Devante is one of the best professional athletes on the planet, but he's also a human being. You know, he probably misses his family, misses his parents, misses, right. I don't know, you know, like wants his grandparents. Kids. 
yeah, wants his kids to be around his parents more. And yeah, you could say, well, he's rich. He could fly home whenever he wants. But like these guys, I mean, you saw that with Rogers, man. Rogers, yeah, he went home or he went wherever he went for the off season. But you guys are in Green Bay six, seven months. You know, you're there for OTAs. You're there for training camp. And uh, I get it, man. And also, like, Devontae's a West Coast kid. He wanted to be back on the West Coast. It's Wisconsin, we love it. We, we love the Midwest. It's not for everybody. The cold weather is not for everybody, man. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't really blame Devontae. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think he felt a little disrespected. You got to remember, too, that offseason, everybody was due up, all these star-wide receivers. So he wanted to be taken care of. And the Packers should have taken care of him because they probably would have got a good deal, right? You saw what Tyreek ended up making and all those other guys. Yeah, no, they, they should have. Uh, and they did it because – they didn't know what their salary cap situation was going to look like between Bakhtiari having to pay Rodgers yeah. and then paying Adams. Like they really may have screwed themselves that they paid Adams first. They may not have been in the position, uh, kind of going forward with what they wanted to do. I, I don't know. So Devontae Adams, uh, that was asked about uh, dealing with Jair Alexander because again, he's never had to face him outside of practice. Uh, we're not going to be lined up across uh, from each other every play. He's not going to follow me probably every single place. And that's just by their defensive scheme. I move around a lot and different things like that. And it's just really not how the game is played too much these days. You don't really see one guy just going wherever a guy is because it gives up a lot of tells of what the defense is doing and just the way that they scheme. So the times that we'll have, will definitely go and compete. I didn't create that monster, but he definitely turned into one. So it's always good to see a player, especially a highly touted player like that, get drafted the first round and then realize his potential to live up to it. So it's fun to see, and it's definitely going to be fun to play against them. Jair said it's pretty evident that Devontae is the best in the league. I could go on and on, but he's the best. I'll leave it at that. Uh, your thoughts on Devontae versus Jair uh, in these one-on-one -on -one matchups? Just a mutual respect right there. Just Devontae being nice. I think like when it comes down to it, Devontae knows damn well they can't match up Jair man-on-man -man against Devontae Adams because Jair will get absolutely cooked. Yeah, I agree. I think, Jair's one of the, I think Jair's one of the better corners in the league, and I know at practice, you know, they would go back and forth, and sometimes Jair would get Devontae, and sometimes Devontae would get Jair. I think in a game, you line up Jair man-on-man -man against Devontae all game long, Devontae's going to finish with double-digit receptions, you know, 150-plus yards, two touchdowns. You're going to have to get some safety help up top. I don't necessarily love the safeties for Green Bay, but you just can't play Devontae and man. So I agree with everything that he said. And I still like Jair, man. Like, that's not a knock on Jair. I don't think there's many corners that could defend Devontae Adams. I don't, I don't think – I think very highly of Devontae Adams. I miss Devontae just as much as I miss Rodgers, man. And uh, so can't wait to see the matchup. I don't know how much we're going to see of the matchup. The only knock I have on Jair since the shoulder injury, looks like he really shies away from contact the more I watch the All-22. Can't really blame him, man. You know, you miss a whole year, you come back, and hard injury to come back from – can't be like throwing that thing around, but Jair doesn't look like he's about that. He's about that life anymore when it comes to. Uh, you know, like oh, stop. He wasn't about that life last year either. You said last year That's during I mean. this podcast and Jair Alexander makes a business decision on that play. I mean, he's not been yeah, a contact guy to begin with. Right. Right. But he, I mean, like even less now than when he hurt the shoulder. So um, yeah, like advantage Devontae in my opinion, but yep. it's going to be a fun matchup. And it's funny to hear Jair, like, give flowers to Devontae because Jair crap talks everybody else, right? Oh, he's nothing. He ain't that good. Even former teammates. Remember, like, EQ? He was like, he's no good. I was shocked that he caught the ball. And I was like, whoa, you used to play with yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah.
Well, there's no arguing. Devontae Adams is really, really good. I mean, I, I think that's yeah. easy. And, don't poke the bear. Right, exactly right. Don't poke the bear that he that he knows will bite him if he does poke the bear. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you have the whole situation with Jimmy Garoppolo versus Aiden O'Connell. Uh, and, you know, reports coming out of Las Vegas that Devontae likes Aiden O'Connell and that he has no plans of leaving Las Vegas. That came out, what was it, yesterday morning? I think it was. Um, so yeah. that's all fine and dandy, but I think Garoppolo is going to end up playing in this matchup. Who would you rather see if you're the Packers defense, uh, uh, Aiden O'Connell or Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, I would rather see Jimmy Garoppolo because I think I like Aiden O'Connell, dude. Like the knock on Aiden O'Connell in college was he's like one of those dudes that's 26 years old. He's probably a career backup, you know, kind of like Sam Hartman at Notre Dame, but in like Jake Hayner with the Saints, who's unfortunately still suspended for PEDs. But like, I like these guys. I've seen them play a bunch of college ball. I don't think that they're uh, Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, but Aiden O'Connell's pretty good. And I would rather see Garoppolo because Garoppolo like is like a robot that decombusts when he has to make his second read. Like he starts shaking, his feet get really weird. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. With Aiden O'Connell, he could get to a second read. He's younger. Uh, he's healthier right now. Jimmy Garoppolo's had a ton of injuries. I would rather see Jimmy Garoppolo, which is crazy to say, you know, veteran, he's beat us before. But like, has he really beat us before? In the NFC Championship game, he threw nine passes. They just ran the ball down our throats when he was in San Francisco. So I'd rather see O'Connell. And really quick on that, man, like, I probably believe Devontae what he's saying. It's a lot different, right? Like, Rodgers eventually wanted to leave because it's about his legacy with wide receivers at the end of their career. Like, do we ever, are we ever like, Oh man, uh, Jerry Rice is better than Randy Moss because he won Super Bowl rings. Nobody cares with wide receivers. We only like fault quarterbacks for not winning, even though it's a team sport. I find that kind of crazy. So if you're Devante, you're still getting your numbers. You're rich. You live at home, like in Las Vegas, in the desert. I, I, I believe that he does want to stay now. Don't get me wrong. Like if the Kansas City Chiefs came calling, I'm sure he'd be just fine going and catching balls from right. Patrick Mahomes and winning a Super Bowl. But I think it's a little bit different for quarterbacks, man. I, uh, I'm sorry, wide receivers. Yep, I totally agree with you on that. All right, uh, let's go to topic number two: Curd and Long's confident, concerned, and curious. Don't forget, you can download Curd Long on your Odyssey app, or if you download your favorite podcast at Odyssey Sports YouTube page. You can find the videos as well. Like, follow, subscribe—all those fun things they tell you to do. Uh, and that way, you won't miss an episode, and, and that's the most important thing, right? Uh, don't forget, we we record Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, uh, and they're posted by 5 p.m. Central each one of those three days. Uh, what are you confident in about the Green Bay Packers going into this game against the Raiders on Monday night? I'm confident that they're going to score some points. I bet the over in the game. I just, I do not like the Raiders defense whatsoever. They got one guy that I really like, Max Crosby. Yep. The other guy that I really liked on their team is like mentally insane. He's out of the league right now. And I think he's in a mental institution. I hope he's in a mental institution. So um, and that'd be Chandler Jones. So I, uh, think that the Packers are going to be able to have some success here. I unfortunately, uh, well, we'll get to that in a little bit here, but I think they're going to look much better offensively. You know, the Lions, the Lions, we all talk about their offense and we talk about Ben Johnson, their OC and how good golf looks and, you know, Jameer Gibbs and this and that. Lions are winning games and scary because of their defense. They're getting pressure at a 36% rate. They're a top five run defense. The secondary looks much better this season. With the Raiders, man, you could attack them all over the field. This has to be an Aaron Jones game, though. I don't care how healthy he is. You at least have to have him on that field. You got to get Christian Watson involved in the offense because you're going to be able to put up 28-plus points in this game. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. You know, interesting comments uh, made by some of the Packers' offensive linemen uh, and 
uh, Matt LaFleur. I was reading a Milwaukee Journal settled piece uh, earlier today. Apparently, their first day back, getting ready for this week, LaFleur went in and told the offensive lineman that uh, he's changing. Times are changing. And uh, that it's kind of on him for not sticking with the run game and not even getting it started the last game. And that they are going back to the way they played against the Bears. And they will run the ball a lot more. Uh, and then kind of challenge them to open up the lanes and give these guys some room to run so they can continue running the football. The offensive line kind of took it as a challenge of, we got you, coach. Yeah, sounds good. Let us tee off on some guys uh, and run the football. How long do you think this will last? Because the Raiders are horrible against the run, so it could look good on Monday night. The Broncos are might even be worse than the Raiders against the run, so the game after the bye week, it still might look good. How long do you think this goes before he abandons the run and goes back to throwing the ball every play? That's a great question because it's Matt LaFleur and you just never know, man, right? Like, because week one against Chicago, I was like, oh my God, this team could win 11, 12 games and could win the NFC North because of the creative play calling, the pre-snap motion, the window dressing, the usage of Aaron Jones and the less usage of A.J. Dillon. And since then, I've hated the play calling. I almost feel like, you know, like, I I feel like Matt LaFleur almost like was reading the press clippings too much that Jordan Love is this top five quarterback. And I'm not knocking Jordan Love here, but like I'm driving around D.C. this morning and I'm hearing nonsense that Jordan Love's already a top seven quarterback. Like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. This is his first year. He's only started four games. So let's just relax on all that and let's treat him like he's still, yes, a good quarterback, but a young quarterback with the youngest wide receiver room in the league. It'd be different. It's like you said, Sparky, if you had Devontae Adams out there, okay, then drop him back 35 times against Detroit. But I don't care if it's Patrick Taylor, who it is. Like, you got to use some of these guys. If they're on your roster, if these guys are good enough to be on your roster, you got to give them a look. Because you see what these other teams are doing. Like, with the Chiefs, you never know who's going to be out there. It could be a backup running back one week. It could be a third-string tight end one week. you got to use everybody on your roster when you're a young team like Green Bay. So while I want to believe LaFleur, i got to see it to believe it. Because, man, this is like how many years now? Uh, you know, oh, that's not me. i got to get Aaron Jones more involved. That said, offensive line needs to be much better. Pass blocking, they've been great other than Detroit. Run blocking's been an issue for two years now. So it, it falls on the horses up front. It's easy just to rag on LaFleur. This is a team effort. I agree with you a thousand percent. No question about it. But having said that, I'm confident that Aaron Jones is going to get a hundred yards rushing this week. Uh, and Ooh. it's going to be a big deal because, you know, whoever thinks Aaron Jones is going to get a hundred yards rushing. I just think yeah. that there's no more pitch count for Aaron Jones this week. So they could use him more. I think AJ Dillon has shown he's, he's not the guy. Uh, and I think yeah. maybe you start to see them rely on Aaron Jones more uh, than they probably did last year uh, in keeping him on the field and keeping A.J. Dillon off the field, Ryan Horvath. Uh, also, don't forget, uh, we will not be recording on this Monday, even though I just said Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, but they play Monday night, so we will record on Tuesday uh, instead this week uh, and then have our little post-game podcast up on Tuesday uh, afternoon. Uh, all right, Ryan Horvath, concerned. What are you concerned about involving this Green Bay Packers team going up to Monday night against the Raiders? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, I'm concerned about the tackling in this game, right? Because, like, the Raiders, for as bad as they are on the defensive side of the ball, have a bunch of weapons that I really like on the offensive side of the ball. 
good thing for the Packers is that Josh McDaniels is the one calling the plays. And they're not getting any of these guys other than Devontae involved in the offense. But they have a Michael Mayer. And the Packers def- don't really defend tight ends very well. But I don't know that the Raiders know they have them because they don't use them. So that could be a good thing. Right. But, like, Josh Jacobs was the rushing leader last year. They're finally getting them going a little bit. So I worry, man, because you go back, you pop on the tape against Atlanta. They couldn't tackle Bijan. And, you know, Bijan's shifty. He's younger. But, again, Jacobs just led the league with over 1,400 rushing yards last year. He can make guys miss. And then you have Devontae Adams, and uh, I think he's going to absolutely terrorize the Packers. I'm going to be playing the receptions prop, the receiving prop. I know for a fact he's going to score a touchdown. Even though he's dealing with an injury, he's been limited at practice, didn't practice one day this week. I think he plays in this game. It's a revenge game. So uh, that's what I'm most concerned about, the defensive side of the ball, the tackling, the coverage on Devontae Adams. Joe Barry against any offense with a pulse pretty much. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is for me. Yeah, I, I think I'm concerned about Devontae Adams, period. Uh, because I yeah. think Devontae Adams could say that, you know, it's not going to be a big game with emotions. Once the whistle starts, it's just another game and so forth. You have to think Devontae Adams is telling whoever is playing quarterback, I want 12 targets. At bare minimum, I want 12. If you want to throw me the ball 20 times, throw me the ball 20 times. Nobody out there is going to guard me. Stokes can't guard me. Rajul Douglas, there's no way he can keep up with me. Uh, and Jair, I got him. Just throw me the damn football and I'll win us this football game by ourselves. Like, I'm concerned he goes for like 10 and 150 uh, in this game or something crazy like that. And if that happens, they very well could lose this game to the Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's what's going to happen. I think, I don't know about losing to the Raiders, but I do think he's going off for 10 and 150. I mean, if, as long as Devontae's out there, he's healthy. He goes off for 10 and 150 every week, 7 and 140. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's just his as, average stat line nothing's changed with Devontae just because he's a couple of years older like he hasn't lost a step at all if anything I don't think he's human I think he gets better every year still so I think that's a real concern man this defense against all those weapons it's going to be a high scoring game just don't like turn the ball over if you're the Packers uh, easier said than done I know but like that's how you lose this game you get the Raiders short fields you turn the ball over in a game where maybe you're not going to get a whole bunch of stops but I don't know man because Joe Barry also said that he was going to change up the run defense. They were going to do this and that. It, it, we've been talking about this team for like 12 days since we've last seen them play a football game. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, Then we get to curious. Uh, and I'll, I'll start out curious. I'm curious to see uh, whether or not uh, they are going to start throwing more, ball, more, more, I can talk, more balls uh, towards the tight end position uh, than they have already in the past. If you look at this offense with Watson, uh, and Romeo Dobbs, uh, Jaden Reed, uh, those three, and then Samari Toure to a, to a degree. Th- this should allow for Musgrave to have, I don't know, six, seven, eight targets a game, something in that area. You know, he's practicing, so he's not in concussion protocol anymore. He'll be ready to go on Monday night. I, I just think if you give Musgrave seven or eight targets a week, he's going to get you, you know, 60, 70 yards every week and maybe a touchdown because he's that difficult to guard for opposing defenses. and. I think him getting hurt in that last game early on against the Lions really hurt the Packers' game plan as far as what they wanted to do because the Lions have struggled covering tight ends in the past, uh, and I think that was probably part of the game plan that they wanted to exploit. And, uh, you know, with all due respect to the other tight ends on that team, they're not Luke Musgrave, uh, and it kind of took them out of their game plan a little bit. Uh, what are you curious to see going into this game? Oh, yeah, no respect to the other tight ends for me. Like, DeGuara can't play. I know he had some receptions wide open in that game, but, like, I'm not a DeGuara guy. 
at all. That experiment needs to end. I don't care if he has four catches in garbage time against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I mean, like, I think he was going to be involved a lot more in that game plan. Like you said, the Lions can't cover tight ends. Raiders can't really cover tight ends either. If he stays healthy, if he doesn't get concussed, he's going to get at least six, seven targets because he's clearly the best tight end in that room and probably one of their better playmakers, you know? I mean, so I, I, I agree there. I'm a, you know, like I said, man, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that they're going to score some points, right? I'm concerned about the defensive side of the ball. What I'm curious about is going to be how they defend Devonte Adams really in this game, you know? Um, and just what they do differently, I guess, on the defensive side of the ball, because Joe Barry talked a big game this week, says, you know, we got to be better against the run. Matt LaFleur is saying things like that. And Matt LaFleur, like, that's what I'm most curious about, right, is to see, like, what if they do give up 400 total yards, 500 total yards, something crazy in this game? Then what? Because Matt LaFleur rarely ever throws his guys or his coaching staff under the bus. And I kind of thought that he did that last for Monday, sure. Thursday night, whenever yeah. the hell that was. Yep. Yeah, so that's what I'm curious to see. What adjustments are made? What adjustments can you make? Because, like, you're not bringing new talent in, and these guys, some, some like, they don't look like they could tackle. Um, that's what I'm most curious about. Like, what can what changes can be made, and if, if you know, it goes badly again, do you do anything about it, I guess? You know, the crazy part about this schedule is the Packers had that short turnaround. They lost to the Lions, fine. But then they get a long break, 10 days, whatever it is, 11 days, before they have to play again on Monday night. And then they get a bye week after that Monday night game. And then it's the Broncos. I mean, these three weeks right here are where you kind of get yourself right for the last stretch of the season where you don't have another bye week, obviously, coming up. That's a huge deal as far as trying to get guys healthy uh, and back on the same page. I mean, you're going to have Watson and Jones and Musgrave. They're all going to be out there, hopefully, for the whole game without having to be on pitch counts, it doesn't sound like, uh, going forward with Jordan Love. And now, again, Elton Jenkins is expected to be back at left guard. So the only guy that's not going to be a regular uh, is Rasheed Walker, and he's going to have to be the regular left tackle more than likely the rest of the year. So pretty much you're going to be at full strength of what you'll look like the rest of the season coming up uh, on this game Monday night. Yeah, this is a big stretch for the Packers because these are winnable games. You lose these games season over, in my opinion, man. If you can't beat the Raiders, granted it's a road game, uh, you've had extra time to prepare for this game. The defense isn't very good. They're not very well coached. Like, LaFleur needs to outcoach McDaniels. He needs to outcoach Sean Payton. Like, these are the games that you need to win. So, we'll see, though. I think we're going to learn a lot about the Broncos this week, too, and I think they're going to beat the Jets. I, I don't know how uh, Sean Payton loses a game to Nathaniel Hackett after running his mouth like that. So, we'll find out a lot about this team the next couple weeks. Uh, this podcast is going to be really tough to do if they don't beat the Raiders and the Broncos. I'll tell you that, though, because I don't feel good about the rest of the schedule because these two teams are, are, are dumb. All right, let's go to the third one. Ryan's college and pro picks. Would you like to start with college or pro? <laughs> let's go uh, pro actually today uh, because I, I I unfortunately had like all my stuff wiped out of my computer, which really sucks because it's my whole life. So let's go pro and let's start with, I like the Cowboys. I know I bet them at four. I'd probably bet them all the way down to three. I think the Cowboys actually beat the Niners game of the week, Sunday night football. San Francisco on paper looks really good, but there are some things like if you dive into the metrics that aren't great for them, they only have one offensive lineman that's grading out above replacement level right now. That's Trent Williams. Who's still really good. Nobody's talking about it because Kyle Shanahan's a genius. Brock Purdy's getting rid of the ball really quickly. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have Debo Samuel. They have Brandon Ayuk. They have all these weapons. 
But, uh, you know, when you go against Dallas, man, they got the number one pass rush in the league. So I think this week, the one way to attack the Dallas defense is usually across the middle, but Debo Samuel is beat up. And if Dallas is getting constant pressure, I think San Francisco is going to have to use George Kittle more as a blocker and pass protection. So that kind of limits what you could do across the middle. And Dallas, man, I mean, I like Dallas a lot. Michael Gallup, two back-to-back 60-yard performances, looks healthy for the first time since 2019. Brandon Cooks, finally healthy. They got to use Tony Pollard more. Offensive line, one of the best in the league. I like Dallas to win this game. And look at how their season's ended the last two years. Losing to San Francisco in the playoffs. So, revenge game. I at least like the points with the Cowboys against the Niners. I think this Brock Purdy talk is insane. Not saying he's not a good quarterback, but he's not better than Dak. I'm sorry. Um, College, I know I like the under in Oklahoma, Texas. I bet that one. I want to say it's still 60 and a half. I just, man, like, it's the Red River shootout. feel like everybody's going to want to bet the over here, but these two defenses are really good. They're both top 10 in the country. Texas's defense is really good. You can't run the ball on them. Are you going to be able to hit them with the explosive passing plays down the field? I'm not quite sure with Dylan Gabriel at quarterback. So I like the under in the Red River. River, I could talk today. Shootout, 60 and a half. And uh, one last one. I'm going to take the points with Louisville against my Notre Dame fighting Irish. Notre Dame's schedule is just brutal this year, man. How do you continue to get up for these games? Three weeks ago, Ohio State, you lose in heartbreaking fashion. Last week against Duke. You need a last-second touchdown just to beat Duke on the road. College game day is there. Now this week, you go on the road, you play Louisville. Jeff Brom's had 11 days to prepare for this game. I'm a big Jeff Brom fan. Louisville's undefeated. They don't have the talent like Notre Dame does, but they've had extra time to prepare. And I think Notre Dame wins, but I thought six and a half was way too many points. So that's one I bet. And then I'll have the rest of my picks, of course, on the show on Saturday. Hopefully I can get my computer back and uh, check my bet slips. This week's really weird in college. Not a whole lot for me. Yeah, Saturday morning, uh, 8 a.m. Central Time on 1250 a.m. The Fan, of course, 9 Eastern on all your BetQL uh, station, radio stations around the country. Just look it up, uh, whatever market you're in at your BetQL station, and you figure out uh, what time he's on at. Uh, Ryan Horvath, tailgate yeah, to kick off. That Niner Cowboy game, I just think it's simple. I think Al Shanahan owns Mike McCarthy. He owned him when he was in Green Bay, and he still owns him in Dallas. And I don't I don't necessarily think that changes anytime soon. I really don't. Hey, well, he can own him. He just, I hope he doesn't win by three points. I hope he wins by two <laughs> if he's got to beat him. I, I, I don't know. I, I like the Cowboys quite a bit this year. I think they win the Super Bowl. I think they could go to the Super Bowl. They got to stay healthy, though. And that's what this league comes down to. Yes. I mean, I liked them a lot more when they had their best cover corner and Travion Diggs, but he's out for the year. So yeah, I think they got, man, like they got to win this game, Dallas. They're, they're talking a big game this week, so we'll see. Yeah, we will find out how that whole thing plays out. What are the weekend plans for Ryan Horvath? Is it you, a couch, and a TV pretty much, or do you actually have something else going on? It's my birthday this weekend, actually. My dad's coming up today. Yeah, I tried to take the day off. They didn't give it to me. Instead, they gave me more work today. So what is that? that Is Monday your birthday? When's your birthday? Monday, yeah. So I wanted to uh, go to the game, actually. I was hoping to go to Vegas for this one. I mean, my favorite team's playing in my favorite uh, place on the planet, so... I wanted to go to that game. Oh yeah, I guess you know what, man. Like, I'm betting. Uh, I'm betting the. I'm betting the over in the Packers Raiders game for one more that I could throw out there. Okay. There's going to be a bunch of points scored. Not going to bet the side in that game. But yeah, I'm just going to relax this weekend. Watch a bunch of football. Great college slate. I just. It's one of those weekends where I really want to watch the games. I don't want to bet on them a lot. 
because uh, I could see a lot of these going like either way this week. How often does that happen to you during a college football season where you just don't have a lot of strong takes on games? Not very often. Usually I've had like way too many bets. It's just like this week, a lot of these games are close to pick them. So, you know, it's tough. And a lot of these numbers get beat up early. So like I like Texas A&M when they were three point dog, they're down to like one. That's the problem. Uh Oh, I think we lost uh, Ryan Horvath. That's okay. Uh, thanks to Ryan Horvath for joining us. No biggie there. That'll do it for another edition of Kurt and Long. Don't forget, you can always watch uh, these videos on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Like, follow, subscribe, uh, and then download them on the Odyssey uh, app or download them wherever you download uh, your favorite podcast. And thanks for tuning in to another edition of Kurt and Long. Again, Packers, Raiders, Monday Night Football. We will not be doing another podcast Monday afternoon leading up to the game because that just is pointless at this point. Uh, so our next podcast will record uh, probably noon on Tuesday Central Time. We'll be live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, and then it'll drop uh, later that afternoon. And you can hear the uh, post-game wrap-up with Ryan Horvath and myself from BetMGM tonight. Follow Ryan Horvath on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. And you can follow me at Sparky Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day uh, and have a good weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Toodles! 